Hey listeners, you're tuning in to a podcast about kids in the hall that easily veers off into mature subject matter and includes a whole heck of a lot of swearing. Enjoy the show, eh? Welcome to Kith and Tell, a podcast about kids in the hall to keep you entertained and amused while you wait in one of life's many long lines. <laughs> As we do every week, we'll be reviewing every episode of the show with witty banter and unmissable segments like, does flying pig taste like pork or chicken? And all we want is for the queen to tell us she loves us. I'm Hans Seidemann in Prince Rupert, British Columbia, and I'm joined today by Trevor Record in Vancouver. Hi, Trevor. Wow, what a lineup. But hey, look at me! I'm a flying pig. Hee hee hee! it's a flying pig. So nice. Also joining us today from Vancouver is Stu Derek Kodak. Hello, Stu. You're the ones who are disabled in here. <laughs> we sure He's are. To his heart. <laughs> and finally, joining us from jolly old London, England, we have Kalina McCourtoff. Explanation, please! <laughs> this is the first time I have like written bits for you guys in the intros, and you all did your bit. I'm so happy. I, okay. I like they were well to, varied. I think that you also you. picked the uh, the little little pieces that we're going to say based on our personalities. Stu got yeah. to be I indignant. Do. I got to be like... <laughs> and, Kal- and Kalina got to shout, Explanation, please! Um... <laughs> Anyways, also she, I she just got slapped the with the British one, so there you go. <laughs> Excellent. All right. Well, today we'll be reviewing episode four of season three, which aired at some point in 1991, to be determined. Uh, let's kick off with our sketch rundown, shall we? We've got golf, which is a cold open where Dave hates on golf because he's no good at small talk. We then have the earrings are his, where the boys from the office wear the shame of their cheating hearts. <laughs> We then are followed up with the flying pig, number one, in which we are introduced to the magical flying pig. We then have Canada abandons the monarchy, which is a public address from the Queen Elizabeth to beg us to stay. Then the flying pig two, where the flying pig returns to entertain some more people stuck in the line. We then move on to the Oscars, where the theater is scorned (laughs) in favor of heartwarming schlock. We then have The Flying Pig 3, which is the best cop segment there has been in a long while, uh, followed by Polite Axe Murderer, where Dave asks for a loner axe from his victim's next-door neighbor. And then finally, we get Flying Pig number 4, in which the flying pig meets his end, and everyone feasts in his honor. (laughs) So let's move on to our first segment, which I call Down with the Queen. (laughs) This episode gives us our most significant appearance of the queen to date, I would say, as she begs Canada to stay in the monarchy. I really love this bit, uh, but as the queen made her arguments, I couldn't tell whether Scott was intending to portray her as a lovable national mom or an out-of-touch aristocrat who should lose her head in the guillotine, uh, which got me thinking, do we think the kids love the queen or do they think she's just a mockable figurehead that should be tossed? Uh, Discuss! Mockable figurehead, I would guess. I mean, maybe like lovable, out-of-touch national mom. But Yeah! <laughs> okay. <laughs> she hasn't got a lot of good lines in here, though. Um, yeah. Oh, Without yeah. me, you're just... And the French, you're just Americans. 
Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah, this one was also like pretty good because it's sort of like um, the boyfriend or girlfriend begging you not to leave after they've kind of taken uh, taking you for granted for a mm-hmm. long time, and then yes. yes, just this like reveal at the end that it was a prank by Prince Edward all along, and then like Scott kind of uncomfortably turns towards the camera, and just <laughs> like this never happened, and forget about it. But that's the best part. I love the comparison towards like a uh, boyfriend or girlfriend who didn't take you serious or didn't give you the the respect you deserved because the queen's like i've never told you i loved you before which is in character for the british kalina <laughs> that is very true and yeah. then the, the big oh, twist yeah. is that it was like oh and i had to express a feeling because of my idiot son and i love the way that he for the the prosthetics on mark are great in that i almost didn't recognize oh, they, are, they are so and good. i love his mamsy Mamsie. His mum's That's is the voice I give very, very good, good bad teeth it's, as well. It's one of the voices I give to my cats, and so I'm just like, ah, oh, mumsy, I mustn't. And I just love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I also really like that he they were uh not only of course are they always ragging on on the states, but then when she turns, it's like the Americans they only want one thing, your body. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, and I also like to point out the, the parallel of that line and the fact that Canada abandons the monarchy headline is mocked up on a fake uh, tabloid page three, which usually is where the scantily clad girls are. So people <laughs> like only want you for your body thing. Whoa, well. do they not, are um, they not topless in England anymore? They used to be. Not anymore. Oh, not, not topless. That's wild. No. That's stopped, that's stopped recently. Yeah. Wow, that's progress, guys. <laughs> that's progress. They're still there. They're just not naked. Uh, yeah, that's so um, much movies. worse. <laughs> I mean, I think. Uh, yeah, I think, I mean, we really want to read into this. We're still stuck. I do. I, I always do, Kalina. Rock. I always want to read into it too much. Continue. Yeah, <laughs> we're stuck between a rock and a hard place. Either like an out of date monarchy or an exploitative capitalist wasteland to our south. Mm. So pick your pick your. Pick and choose the the least worst. So, um, <laughs> I guess if that message is anything to go by, maybe we're just meant to begrudgingly accept that we have to be ruled by a monarchy to stay out of the hands of the U.S. Though, I mean, after Brexit, that'll be questionable. Mm. But they, no one could foresee that. Not even three years ago. So, um, anyway, <laughs> not so sure about the stance on the Queen. Um, but it's very clear that her children should be tossed. <laughs> <laughs> True. I did. I did very much love uh, Mark's uh, Prince Edward and his mumsies, and which was a, a repeat because he did do a little bit of the Prince Edward thing in the uh, the Queen and Buddies, mm-hmm. uh, like back and forth thing, where it was just he just kind of came in and was like he's clearly the irresponsible you know member of the royal fa- uh, family, which is nice. But uh, the other thing I was going to say was Stu. I think you maybe have the correct like take on it, which is that like it's very much a a girlfriend breaking up with you and like oh, yeah. trying to or not tr- breaking up with you, but like trying to convince you to stay after they've abused you. Mm-hmm. Um, in the in the sense where what was what was the line? Um, where she says like that I love you. There I've said it. I know I've never said it before, but that's because you know I'm English. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> which I very much enjoyed. Uh, yeah, so maybe maybe it's just that. Maybe it's we want her to love us more than she does, mm. and we're sad, and we we we're always the little brother begging for attention. Oh, take from yeah. mom, we're from the national only ones mumsy. that haven't properly rebelled. That's yeah, cool. we're in the sad situation where it's like we want to know what England thinks of us, and the truth is they just don't. Yeah. <laughs> well, they they love your rivers and your. Bears. <laughs> <laughs> All right, stop trying to suck up to us now, Kalina. That's 
yes. isn't going to go anywhere. All right. Well, I think we've decided that Queen is both national mom and mockable figure, and it doesn't really matter. And my construction of segments is kind of uh, forced. All right. It was good. I like that. I think it's I think it's entirely appropriate that the joke is my segments more so than the segment itself. Anyway. <laughs> Um, moving on. <laughs> Segment number two, uh, I wanted to t- do another round of Kids Say the Darndest Fucking Things. Nice. Because I thought this episode was mostly just great with very little in the way of controversy or real standout weirdness. Mm. So I mostly just wanted to talk about this episode, talking about our favorite bits, starting with Kids Say the Darndest Fucking Things, where we share our favorite lines from the episode. So Stu, why don't you start us off? You know, I don't start to the best line from this, the episode, but the cold open with Dave actually really got me where he's just like oh no i'm just really bad at small talk you prick like <laughs> I, I yeah that really worked for me i love the idea of just being like yeah i don't really like this and i think it's stupid but like i'm trying you're terrible mm-hmm. that was just such a take on his sarcastic guy character but I, it's yeah it's not groundbreaking it's just it was good delivery i liked it fair enough I I actually liked the whole Oscars uh, sketch far yes. more than I expected to. Yes, yes. And, and in one of them, uh, where it's the it's the guy who's uh, physically disabled in a yes. wheelchair oh. at a rally f- to replace <laughs> ramps that make you stand on a slant when you're in a lineup uh, to be replaced by large bumps. Yeah. And he, <laughs> he he rolls up to the mic and he says, I mean, if you put large bumps on the sidewalk and streets of the city, you're condemning every handicapped person into this town, man. And for what? So the local bump manufacturer <laughs> can make more money? And he's like signing a giant check at the time. <laughs> yeah. the, the giant check is being uh, signed to Bumpco, uh, <laughs> which is great. Uh, and also my, my other favorite thing in that sketch happens just before that, which is one of my favorite quotes, which is when the rally is, is kind of drawing to its, its crescendo, the crowd starts chanting, large bumps, large, large bumps, bumps, large, large bumps, bumps, which is just so silly and dumb. Uh, I love it. Trevor, how about you? Um, my favorite, I think I already mentioned, which was the one with uh, the Queen saying, without me and the French, you're just Americans. Uh, but that had a lot of quotable lines. Mm. Like, it's like, I love those funny little woodland creatures, your hockey players, <laughs> like Wayne Gretzky. Wayne Gretzky <laughs> takes Pierre Trudeau into the boards. Trudeau's down. Good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is a good one. Yeah, I think there's there's a, uh, a bunch in that uh, Queen sketch that are also good. I, I also just liked her showing up the tabloid and looking at the camera and just saying, explanation, please, which, was, <laughs> yeah. uh, which I, I very much liked. I also loved when she said, um, the least you could have done was give us a call, a ring, a dingle. <laughs> which I, I felt was very nice. You know what's crazy to think think about with this too? This came out like almost 30 years ago. It's still the same queen and the way we it would walk is. her is still essentially the same. Yes, this is true. Yeah. I also liked in the flying pig bit uh, when there's the guy who's standing at the front of the line and everyone's waiting in this long line behind him and he's just like pulling stuff out of his pocket and being like, oh, look at this. Stamps from Belgium and a peppermint. Lucky me. <laughs> <laughs> Which was oh oh no that's right it, it was, was Daryl that's right yeah, it was Daryl. Yeah, yeah. Oh look, Stu, can you please do your best example of oh look at this stamps from Belgium and a peppermint. Oh look at this stamps from Belgium and a peppermint. <laughs> and I, I also love that it goes up to the ATM. He's like all the convenience of a week's worth of banking. Which is like clearly he <laughs> yes, saved it yes. up and like doesn't have his fucking card. 
Yeah, it's delightful. Oh, my God. Anyways, yeah, some good lines in this episode. Well, before we get into our standout sketches, let's pick our best and worst kids of the week. Kalina, who wins it for you this time around? I mean, I feel like this is this is a lazy choice, but it has to go to Scott for me for the queen. I guess it's just mm. it's just the the others they were quite bitty parts, and you he really had to commit to this one. Mark had a good supporting uh, cast role there, but yes, yeah, Scott knows where his strength lies, and it's it's with the British. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Trevor, how about you? Uh, I'm going to give it to Brucio this week. Uh, I liked him in the earring sketch. Um, I thought that the flying pig yeah. is also iconic in its goofy dumbness. Yes. I know that that's a divisive thing in, within our group, but... Uh, <laughs> I mean, like Kalina's just wrong. I've always, I always thought that like the joke there was that it's just this like kind of dumb character, and then the character dies, and you know, it, it's... it's you're, you're thinking too hard about it, Kalina. You're thinking too hard. <laughs> no, I, I hate it too. I think it's dumb. And I hate his gross yes, face in, when he's roasted. <laughs> And he just has this like oh, nasty no, I love his little roasted face. Pug, like puggy little face. It's awful. It's awful. No, contender, it's good. They... Contender for spiritual successor for grossest mouth. <laughs> um, now, I have to say, though, like just thinking about the last four episodes, I, I yet again don't have a worst kid. And I can't help but notice all mm. our boys are doing such a good job right now. There's good uh, job, there would, boys. Would, you would be hard done by it to name a worst kid this episode. They've really hit a. Sounds like Stu's gonna try though. They hit their stride. No, but uh, it's not that I'm gonna try. But it's also my take is bad. But it's gonna be that it's like yeah, we haven't had any bad kids, but we also haven't any like truly excellent episodes. Like it feels a bit more B plus all the way around. You know what I mean? It's good and steady. Yeah, it's, good it's a lot more steady. But yeah, nobody really... I don't know. I think the season opener was pretty strong from top to bottom, but... Mm. And this one, too. I liked this episode. No. But anyways... We, we like to give it. Pig and there's... You're, you're digressing. I want to hear who your best kid is. Quit stalling. I don't really know. I think Dave did a pretty good job. Because like I said, I like that golf open. It's just mm. something about that work. The axe murderer is fine. Yeah. The, nothing else really jumped out at me. I did really... I will get into the sketch in a second. I'll tell you. That. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, fair enough. Well, uh... I will uh, very much stay in line with what I've been doing for like the better part of the last season and a half or so, which is give the best kid to Scott again. Yep. Um, you love that. On the strength queen. of his excellent, I really love Scott. Queen He's great. Queen. But on the on the strength of his truly excellent queen sketch, and then as well as like his strikingly beautiful movie presenter bimbo. I don't know <clears> what it is. Like Scott was particularly like a good looking lady oh, in that sketch. I, I also love the outfit they put him in as the uh, stage actor. Yes, yes. I, 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 there's another thing I loved about that sketch, which I should have said was in my best lines, where they they have all these schlocky movies, and then they have like a very brief thing of Hamlet, and then the winner is everybody but the Hamlet guy, <laughs> 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 which is great. Um, but anyways, uh, we're, I will give a worse this week, but it's like a begrudging worse. But it's to Mark because even though I really liked his Prince Edward and it was funny, his teeth were gross, mm. and I didn't really care yeah, for his movie presenter character. But he's I British, know he's supposed to have bad teeth. I know, but I still didn't like it. <laughs> You're so I'm condemning giving him a whole kid. nation. Well, we do I'm that all the time. <laughs> I mean, sorry. England, <laughs> yeah, we condemn Canada on the regular just by being Canadian and yeah. Anyways, <laughs> guilt by association. Um, but I will say yes, it was it was a very solid all around, and I am very much nitpicking by choosing him. So, uh, all right, and. Finally, getting into our standout sketches for the episode. Um, 
let's pick our best and worst sketch uh, from the show based on how good it was and uh, give it a ranking out of five. Uh, I'll start us off by saying it was a really tough choice for me this week between the original Flying Pig bit, the Oscars, and the and the Queen. But in the end, I'm going to give it to uh, Canada Abandons the Monarchy because Scott's Queen is just so perfect. Four former colonies out of five for me. Nice. Mm. I am going to say that even though the ex-murderer sketch is sort of a bit of like a, a revisit of Dave's serial killer sketch, uh, it hardly makes it that much lesser. And I am going to give it four rubber souvenir axes out of five. And honorable mention <laughs> does go to the Oscars, though. I really like the Oscars was so good. I really yeah, like the uh, earrings are his. Uh, that was also very I good. I thought it was too. great. I like that we keep having the reveals. I like that Scott has two ties at the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, yeah. I also loved another great line from that episode, or from that sketch, was when they were like, "Hey, where'd you go?" And he just says, "Oh, uh, just went to the washroom," which is very funny code. Yeah, exactly. For like having sex with a dude in the washroom. Everyone has two ties. Well, and, and also, and and also that that code on the outline where he says. Well, everyone in the '90s wearing two. Yeah, where have you been? That reminds. Yeah. I, I just completely means both that... things, both in fashion and then in sexuality, which I, I thought was quite. I clever. completely forgot. But like, do you remember back in the '90s, people would say it's the '90s after all, constantly. Uh, yeah, and then nothing changed. You mean like Justin Trudeau saying it's 2017 yeah. or 2016? Yeah, yeah, it's the '90s, guys. Anyway. Generic '90s song. I wouldn't say that there's necessarily anything I can point to comparing to both the Oscar sketch and uh, the the cheating sketch that necessarily sets Axe Murder apart, but it just, it feels like completely whole and maybe because it feels comforting and like a warm blanket that you've held before, you know? It's, uh, <laughs> it's Dave's usual, aw shucks, I'm doing something wrong, but it's still so charming. <laughs> Kevin's old lady who just takes everything in stride. I like it And too, oh, Kalina. don't call the police or else... Chop chop. I, I did like that one. <laughs> that yeah. was pretty good. So um, yeah, I, I'm up for that for that comforting and amusing reason. I will also give it a four out of five shotguns. Fair enough. Um, and worst, I'm going to give it to to the whole flying pig sketch yes. run. Boo! It is just I. You're it, off it, the show. It is. It is. It. I could not understand. I'm like, is this a play on something? Like, if this was Bruce's idea, I'm like deeply disappointed. Oof. I'm so surprised how iconic the character is and like really the only redeeming quality obviously besides Daryl is that Kevin is really looking like Jerry Seinfeld. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, So one out of five electric shocked pig. So Kalina for the record loves milk and hates flying pig. Yeah. Good to know. That's what I come Um, here for. <laughs> I, it's not a full sketch, but I also did want to point out that, in terms of like a worst sketch thing, that of the Oscar movies, Kevin's was the worst Oscar movie. The one where he just has a spike in his head. <laughs> yeah. It was like that one was. It great. was a good bit though. Nah. It was a good they bit got after... him a bowler uh, that hat. That one was my favorite of them, I think. Like the other two were too similar. Really? Yeah. Oh. And I love that, that movie. No, but I liked. I love the movie's called Spike. Yeah. <laughs> and just, just like wife I, I being I, like, you don't have a spike in your head. It's like, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just, I found it like lazier than the other two. And I liked the, I liked that the other two had, were basically the exact the same, same movie, movie yeah. but with a slightly different premise. Um, and it was like making fun of how, you know, the way to win an Oscar is just to have a schlocky movie about like but some heartwarming premise. Was there, was there not just like, was, was, you know, in the 90s. In the 90s. not just a, a huge surge in the number of 
films that kind of surrounded a main character who was trying to advocate for justice based on their own kind of like disability? Is that a thing? Well, my guess is that because I'm trying to think when the movie Philadelphia came out, um, but I think it would have won the Oscar like the oh it wouldn't have been no that wasn't until 1993 so no never mind my whole premise is shot (laughs) (laughs) who won best actor in 1990 i wonder let's find out uh well this was 1990 well yeah Yeah. well the episode was 91 so it would have been so he would daniel day lewis had most recently won it for my left foot which i have no concept of what that movie is about (laughs) it's about his left foot is there is it like a heartwarming tale i have no idea what what Anyway, can someone explain to me why you love Flying Pig so much? I mean, you guys didn't, none of you gave it as your favorite. But, oh, it's, um, it's dumb. He's it's meant just to be silly dumb and, and silly. nice. And you're not supposed to think yeah. about it too hard. It's more like the point is that it's kind of dumb, you know? Yeah, exactly. That's, no. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I mean, yes, ab- absolutely. No, it's, yes. it's bad. Stu, it's, I want to hear why you hate it so much. It's just, okay, it's a couple things. It's just the same fucking joke of the flying pig. Ha ha ha. Ho ho ho. Like, it's not yeah. good. But other it's than... all lead up to him getting eaten. Uh, it's just stupid. Yeah, there's that. It's, it's just stupid, and it looks gross, and he does that gross mouth, tongue out of his mouth when he's going away, and he's like, ah! No, that's the best part. Okay, so. So here's why here's why Flying Pig is great. His butthole is weird. He has a funny, weird, curly, curly cute tail. His wings are entirely too small to lift that much pig. His voice is just kind of hilarious. I'm like, hee hee hee, ha ha ha. And it's like just cute, adorable Bruce. Uh, what else is there? I mean, the concept of like just uh, how great would it be if there was a flying pig that would entertain you while you were in line? The whole, That's the whole just thing a nice was all thing. just set up for the last one because Kevin just like he sees a lineup and at this point he's excited that there's a lineup because then the pig's gonna show up. So he he's in the line just because he wants to see the pig, but then it turns out that the lineup is to eat the pig. Exactly, that does feel yes. like a very Kevin revelation of just like this mm-hmm. is why Kevin can't have nice things. He has to either be <laughs> bewildered or overwhelmed. But things have changed around so much that he's gone from hating lineups to loving lineups. And then he finds out that this last lineup is there just because he's going to eat the thing that made but him that's, love lineups. But that's what I'm saying about the, the Kevin epiphany. It's like as soon as Kevin has an epiphany about the universe, it bites him in the ass. Yeah. So we've we've extracted what's good about it. We've extracted. Um, I, we admit the... that it's dumb, too. Like, we admit okay. it's dumb. The point is it's dumb. Exactly, oh yes. I don't know. But, but I guess our reactions to It's Dumb, I guess, is quite interesting. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Well, we've belabored that point enough, and we've belabored this episode enough. So that's <laughs> going to be it for our Season 3, Episode 4 review. Join us next week for our Episode 5 review, which will be hosted by none other than our very own T-Rex, Trevor Record. <laughs> I call him Mumsy. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, in the meantime, you can find us on Twitter at, at Kith and Tell Pod, um, or on uh, Facebook at facebook.com slash Kith and Tell. Oh, yeah. Uh, I sometimes forget to post on Facebook, but I try to remember. Suck doesn't forget. Either Facebook way, is evil and bad, and no one ever sees yeah, our posts because they want us to pay we money. Might, we might give up on Facebook yeah. because Zuckerberg is evil. Yeah, yeah. we'll find out. Uh, stay tuned to find out. Well, either way, uh, Find us on Twitter, at least, and weigh in on your favorite sketch and enjoy our delightful gifts, uh, which this week will almost certainly be a flying pin. So suck it clean up. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thanks for listening to Kith and Tell. Bye. 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 Explanation. Oh, what a line. Explanation, please.